Welcome to C3 Hobart Online. We hope that you enjoy this message today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, make sure that you listen till the end to find out how. We view the world as a series of broken promises. The reality is that unchurched people aren't looking for an echo of that culture. They're tired of that culture. They're tired of it. Look around. We're in a time and a generation and a place where we have the opportunity to tell them that the alternative, that the hope is found in Jesus Christ. That's where it's going to be. Heavenly Father, I just pray. Lord God, I pray for this word. thank you for our church. I thank you that your promises are on our life, are yes and amen. I thank you that you have given us the absolute privilege to be vessels for you, to show people hope, to guide them towards you. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. Hey, why don't you take a seat? Thank you, Zach. Hey, Band, I might get you to stay because I'm not really sure where this will go. Is that okay? I can do that? Cool. Thanks, Marty. That's awesome. So good to be back with you in church. It really is. Um, I don't even know what my password is. There you go. I haven't even looked at it. don't even know what my password is. There you go. Natalie, what is my password? <laughs> hey, I want, to, um, I want to just touch on something that Stu said there. Because I actually do get, uh, I do get conversations and comments around it. I want to honour our service leaders, our worship leaders, and our preachers. Over the last three weeks, I've had a little bit of girl power going on. We had we had Kira, we had Alicia, and then we had Kel. I want to tell you that I'm incredibly proud of every single time these guys get up on stage. Every single time they deliver the word because I know the time, the effort and the preparation they put into it. I have no issue if people think that, pe- that others will preach better than to me. Actually, that's what I desire in my heart. Everything I've got. Because if I'm the best person in the room, I need to change rooms. And my dream and my vision is to empower these young preachers to come up through and to be world-class preachers. There'd be nothing more for me to see Kelly or Alicia or Kira or one of our guys coming up through to stand on the stages and preach the gospel for the worlds to hear. So that's what my, that's what I love that. So when you say those things, I absolutely love that because that's not just my role. My role alongside my wife is to pastor a church. Part of that is to empower our young preachers to come up through. It is so good to be back home with our church family. Uh, Whilst on leave, we did sneak into C3 on the Sunshine Coast. And firstly, it reminded us of what an outstanding church we have here. Um, And also, and there's no criticism on them. (laughs) I definitely won't say that in the 11 o'clock service because we record that one. (laughs) Pastor John, you are my boss. Thank you for everything you bring. But also how good it is to gather together and worship God. 
We, we went in there, we snuck in, we tried not to tell them because we didn't want any big deals or anything like this. We snuck in there and sat in the pews, so we knew just a couple of people, obviously, that were there. Yet it was just so good to worship God together. I pray, church, that we never take for granted the privilege of meeting together. Marola and I were only commenting, we actually came in together this morning, which is a little bit unusual, I was running very late. Not that she was running early. <laughs> She was running early. I was running very, very late. But we're actually commenting of, of, of how the time pressures of what people deal with and what it is to actually to give that up, that sacrifice it is to come to church. Yet I could not think of anything better of what it is, the privilege of meeting together and worshipping God. Holidays are a time for uh, reflection and bringing about changes in your life that you feel you need tinkering with. You kind of get stuck in this rut throughout the, the year. And for me, there was a couple of things. The first is that afternoon naps are mandatory. <laughs> the location is irrelevant and the time can vary, but just make them happen. The second is the understanding that we are restricted to the meal times of breakfast, lunch, and dinner should be replaced by this posture of constant grazing with good cheese, olives, pastrami, and beverages of your liking. Who designed that we have breakfast, lunch, and tea and nothing in between? That's just stupid, right? The third thing is, is a mobile phone should only be used for checking the weather and making restaurant bookings. That's it. Fourth thing is, is that clothes are optional. I was on a beach holiday, that's what I'm talking about. In the, you guys, seriously. I was on a beach holiday. I was saying like, uh, anyway. Whew. Okay. What worship song are we going to sing, guys? Yeah. Hang on. If you guys see the amount of luggage my wife takes, I'm telling you, she takes clothes. <laughs> and uh, the last one is, if you want a good sleep, take your own pillow from home. Just saying. <laughs> hey, this morning I want to share a scripture uh, from a story that is found in the Old Testament where an oppressed nation of people are rescued as a result of God speaking a promise of freedom over their lives. And for those who know the story of God speaking this promise, he speaks it to a man called Moses. And Moses was a shepherd. Moses was, well, we think he was a shepherd. He was at the time looking after his father-in-law's sheep. So I guess we can call him a shepherd. But Moses speaks to him at a, at a time in a place called Sinai. And he comes to him and Moses is there minding his own business in life. And there's a, there's, a, there's a shrub, a bush, a tree, whatever it might be, whatever we want to say to translate it to. But it's on fire, but it's not burning up. It's, 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 it's raging. The fire is burning there through this tree, this shrub, but it's, but it's, it's remaining its form. And if you've ever seen a tree that is, that is on fire, eventually it's just going to become ash. Things are going to break down in this. So, so this gets Moses' attention. He's just doing life's journey, and this gets Moses' attention. I've said before, I say to our men's connect group all the time, is that, is that my challenge with myself, and I ask myself the question all the time, is that if God is speaking to me like this, where there's, where there's a tree on fire and it's not burning up, the first thing I will do is go and get a fire extinguisher and try and put it out. And then I turn around and say, God, were you talking to me? And he's like, yeah, duh. 
We've got to be looking and listening for God speaking into our lives, right? We can get so caught up, and I talk about holidays being this circuit breaker to do things, but we can get so caught up on the journey of life that we miss that God is with us each and every day. God spoke to Moses when he was just tending the sheep for his father-in-law. A shepherd in the Old Testament was not a high-profile thing. Although we talk about Jesus being the shepherd and all of this sort of stuff, they were not seen in high ways. This was just a job you did. That had to be done. God speaks to Moses. And as a result, a million people, or maybe a million people, translations are different in this, but maybe a million people who were caught in bondage, who were caught in in oppression, who were caught in slavery under the Egyptians, walked physically free. They saw God do miracles around them. For those who don't know the Bible, I, I don't want to just presume things, but there was a whole heap of plagues that happened. God did these amazing things around them, and they must have been sitting back going, man, what is this? They get to, to a body of water called the Red Sea, and we can downgrade this. I've read commentaries where people go, oh, well, it actually wasn't a sea like we think it's a sea. It was just a swampy marsh. To me, if it says it's a Red Sea, it's the Red Sea. It's a body of water. And Moses, who where God has spoken a promise over his life, holds up a stick and the body of water breaks open. And this, this, these million people, think about this. There's, there's maybe 250 people in the room here, which is what we're allowed to have. A million people crossed through this body of water and the scriptures say that they did not get wet. Their feet did not get wet. So even if it was a swampy marsh, it was still a pretty good miracle to me. And so they witness this. They physically walk into freedom because of the promise of God. But the reality is that a whole generation who physically walked free from the bondage and the slavery never fully stepped into the spiritual freedom that God had planned for them. And so while it's one of the most inspiring scriptures, it's also one of the most challenging. And over the next six weeks, we're going to delve into the Bible, into scripture, because we are a Bible-based church. And we are going to delve into scripture that speaks of God's promises that have been spoken over our lives. And my prayer is that if those promises seem distant, that you will feel a sense of peace that looks past the things that are insurmountable in your life. I've titled this particular message, Finding Freedom in the Journey. On your seats, you would have noticed a card with the words yes and amen, or, or maybe it was handed to you on the way in. Did everyone get one of these? Just hold them up for me. We're interactive here. Hold them up. That's it. If you didn't get one, we'll be able to get one to you. It says yes and amen on the front, the promises of God. And on the back, it says, it's got three sections. It says spiritual growth, relationship, help, health, and personal growth. You would have also got a pen. And our prayer and what we're asking for and we're saying with this is that we want to encourage you today as I preach. I don't mind. Or for some, it may be during the week is to grab these and to be able to write down the promises of God that you believe have been spoken over your life. 
And some of them may not have been fulfilled yet. Some of them you may be still walking in the journey towards them. There may be healing relation, healing ones in there that you may not have seen come to pass yet. Then I want you to write them down. Or maybe for some it's those promises of God that you're seeking from him. He knows the desires of your heart. And I want you to write them down as well. At the end of the service, I've taken a bit of time here, but that's okay. At the end of the service, we're actually going to create a space. Because church is not about just me preaching to you. It's about us engaging in the journey that God's given to us. And so at the end of the service, we're going to have three or four of our spiritual oversight team and some of our prayer team are going to be around. And we're going to encourage you to just go Because the scriptures say clearly, it says where two or three are gathered in his name, God is there. So we're going to encourage you to go. You do not have to show them the card. We don't want you to show them the card. This is between you and God. But just be able to go to them and just pray. Just receive a blessing. It's going to be just 15 seconds over them. And it's an action to be able to say, God, I am stepping into the promises that you have on my life. Or maybe it is, I am thanking you, God, for the promises that have come into my life. Is that cool? Awesome, fantastic. Hey, I've taken a heap of time, but I'm okay with that. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. After the death of Moses, the servants of the Lord, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river to the Euphrates, all the Hittite countries to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Verse 5. Verse 5, it's up on the screen there. It says this, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Let me say it again. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is a promise of God. It actually reminds me a little bit of a, a Chris Tomlin song. Does anyone remember that Chris Tomlin song? Ben, I knew I had a reason. That Chris Tomlin song, what was it? You know, um, if our God is for us, who can be against us, right? Well, you know it? Yeah. Do you? Because it's either I'm going to sing it or you're going to sing it. Here's the choice. If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then who can stand against? Let me give you the answer to that. Us. If our God is for us, then who can stand against us is us. You see, the answer is to who can stop us is us. 
was Charles Spurgeon who said this. He said, when we believe God as he is revealed in Christ Jesus, we must believe all of his promises on our life. He went on and said, our hope is, is confidence in all that he speaks. Hence, we must accept all of the promises of God as being sure and certain, yes and amen. He said, we do not trust one promise just because it worked and doubt the others, but we rely upon each other one as, and live as though they are. I kind of read the passage from Joshua. And it's kind of like the end of the story or the end of this promise where God says to Joshua, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yet the start of that story is he said the same thing to Moses. God at that burning bush says, I will be with you. I, have, I want you to lead me to do this. You see, that the thing is, is it's, the freedom is found in the journey. The freedom is found in the journey. A nation of believers witnessed the super miracle acts of God that saw them delivered from slavery and oppression, yet it took just 72 hours for their hearts to be hardened. That's what the scripture says. I'm being a bit more casual today, right? Is that okay? Because they walked through, they walked through the miracle of crossing the river, crossing the sea. And it says within three days, they complained and were bitter because they found no water. They were rescued. They were saved. Thanks, John, you can start with this. Yet within three days, they forgot the promises of God on their life. God said to Moses, I will be with you always. I will never forsake you. Yet within three days, 72 hours, they forgot the promises of God. I don't have time to preach the next 40 years of the journey. But what continually happened through that journey is that God would provide manna, bread and meat, enough for their daily provisions. God knew what they needed. God knows what you need before you even put it down on this. God knows those promises that are still seemingly unfulfilled in your life. The middle one I put on here was relationship health. I don't just put these for the sake of it. We didn't copy off anything else. These were prayerfully put. And I believe that across our church body, there are many that are praying for relationship health in marriages with siblings with parents brothers and sisters maybe friends and it's like so far they feel unfulfilled in your life they feel like that it's like God you've abandoned me on this 72 hours after witnessing or being part of one of the greatest miracles in the history of the Bible, a million people crossed the water and did not get wet. Within 72 hours, they forgot the promise of God that was on their life. 
You see, it's not about going on holidays and enjoying two weeks of holidays and recalibrating what you're doing. It's what are we doing when we're on the journey of life? Can you put that quote back up, guys, if you get a chance? The quote said something like, oh, there you go. We view the world as a series of broken promises. And the reality is that unchurched people, your work colleagues, your friends, your families, prodigals, whatever it might be, aren't looking for an echo of that culture anymore. They're not looking for you who goes to church on a Sunday to start saying, well, you know, like I'll speak it with my lips, but I, but I won't do it with my, with my actions. In fact, it was former DC Talk member Kevin, uh, Kevin Max who said this. He said, the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is those who speak about the promises of God with their lips, but deny him with their lifestyle. Whoa. Is that true? When I read that, I'm like, man, Sean, is that true in my life? You see, we've got a culture of people who who have lived a a journey where there is unbroken promises. I could give them four fool's caps of pages and they could write down the things that are not fulfilled in their life. But you see, they're looking for the wrong thing. On their journey of life, they've put their hope in something else. Have you seen the, the great big sign here, hope? We are the hope givers. God has given us hope. Hope is a promise. And it is our job to be able to give that to others, to give that to a culture, to give that to a world that is looking for us and to us. I'm going to ask the band to sing a new song. It's called Yes and Amen. As they do, I'm going to encourage you just to take some time where you are. Maybe it's you and your partner. Maybe it's whatever you want to do, but just to take some time. I'm going to ask our prayer team to just find a space in the room somewhere. If those guys can do that now. Just to find some space. As I said, this is not about going up to them and saying, hey, can you read this for me? It, they, it is just about going, I'm presenting this. I'm believing this. I'm stepping into this. This is my journey. I'm stepping into this. This is between you and God. So just around the rooms, wherever they might be, just different people, just around the rooms. And as you write them down, maybe you want to write them on this, maybe you want to write them on your phone or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. And I'm just going to encourage you, just take a, take a step forward, present them and say, God, today, I don't want to be 72 hours afterwards and being bitter. I want to get better. I want to do this journey well. I want to do this journey well because the promise over my life is that you would never leave me nor forsake me. Just as we do this, just take a pen. If you haven't got one, just maybe put up your hand. If you want one, you can put it on your phone. Do whatever you want to do and then just wherever you are, just feel free. Flow out into the chairs and then just come back and stand and then worship as we sing this song. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us today at C3 Hobart Online. If you were impacted by this message or you'd like to know a bit more about our church and what we do, you can get in touch with us via our website, c3hobart.org.au. See you next time.